Entrepreneur on Fire 1085. Never, ever, 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 ever give up, Winston Churchill. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you subscribed to our Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EO Fire to 33444. That's EO Fire, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll receive value bombs galore. Ignite. Run your business from your pocket with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your extended 60-day free trial. This is a special offer for our listeners, so visit eVoice.com slash fire today. No classrooms, no get-rich-quick seminars, just 15-minute training segments that get you the answers you need. Find the answers to all your business questions at thrive15.com, promo code FIRE. Entrepreneurs, near and far, Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Grant Worley. Grant, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. Yes. Grant is the author of Break the System and is best known as the online course guy. He works with experts and creators in various industries through his company, Monetize Your Expertise. Grant, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, man. So I'm uh, over here in Thailand. Uh, it's a nice evening, a bit rainy, but uh, yeah, so I, I work primarily with online courses. I make them a lot for my own business, and I also work with a lot of other creators, uh, specifically helping them with taking what they know and packaging it up and helping them actually package that up, make it a product and sell that effectively. Because a lot of people out there, they've got all this knowledge and, and they want to help other people, but they struggle with the implementation of that uh, and so, yeah, I've been in Asia for, for a couple of years now doing the traveling entrepreneur thing. And I got to say, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I think that we struggle with both the implementation and the actual megaphone of actually getting the message out there of finding the right clients and fi- finding the right people and the right platform that we can share that. So I was kind of perusing your site and besides the awesome pictures of Southeast Asia and and more, you know, I was definitely hit by that as well. So you're doing all the right things, my friend. But I do have a question. If people walk up to you and they say, Grant, what exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? I just say I'm the online course guy. I make courses and I help other people do it too. (laughs) Short and sweet. (laughs) Short and sweet, knowing your swing. Huge. Now, let's talk about revenue before we really dive into the meat and potatoes here because we're entrepreneurs. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of money to live a pretty cool life where you're at. But still, you know, it's, it's good to have revenue, to generate revenue. That's what makes entrepreneurs create viable businesses. So break it down for us. How do you make money? How does dollars come in the door for you? You know, I heard a really good statistic the other day that said something along the lines of uh, like 70% of the multimillionaires in the U.S. have at least seven streams of income. Yeah. And that really resonated with me. Yeah, I, I like, saw that. That was cool. So right. That's so right. Uh, and so, yeah, so I've got a bunch of different ways as well. Uh, and so, I, you know, as you mentioned, I've published some books. I have uh, plenty of courses. I help other people uh, as, through client work through my agency to help them produce courses. I have some Udemy courses. I've got some coaching clients. There's a, there's a whole you know, long list of diversified revenue streams. And that is huge. And I saw that quote and it definitely resonated with me as well because one thing that wealthy people do and people who have achieved success, 
they both do when they realize that diversification is key because there's always a cyclical nature to everything that we're doing. There's always some things that are drying up and there's some things that are taking off. And you kind of want to have your hands in all these different pots so you can really be there and be betting on the horse that's going to win. You know, I like to to kind of go to the horse races and kind of spread my bets across. So no matter which horse wins, you know, I had a piece of that pie. And that's kind of how you need to think about entrepreneurship and creating a viable business fire nation because you never know what's going to take off or how it's going to take off or when it's going to take off. So, you know, always have something cooking on one of those pots. I think that's really critical. Now, Grant, there's a lot of things that we can dive into right now. You know, one thing before we get into your stories, I kind of want to talk about Udemy. And, you know, you're a guy that's had success on there. And I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. You know, I've heard people that do love it because, you know, Udemy is like a directory. So they, they bring the audience and there you are. But some people have some complaints too. You know, they do these flash sales. It's not exactly your platform. So give us the good and the bad. You know, it's funny when people bring up Udemy, it's always in that context. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think of all these uh, different p- things people say? Well, there's pros so, and cons for sure. There is. Absolutely. And I think given exactly what you just said, you just have to understand what the pros and the cons are and understand how it can fit into your business model. So what a mistake would be, is to create a very high-end, high-quality course, put it on Udemy, and expect to sell it like a premium course. Because uh, as you mentioned, they discount heavily. I think the average course price sale is like $19. So you have to understand how the platform works and what it's good for. So the way I think about it is actually very similar to uh, Amazon Kindle. So uh, an ebook on Kindle, it's a great way to reach an audience through there that you wouldn't be able to market to directly because they're not on your email list. Uh, but it's a low price product. It's just another channel you can use. I think of Udemy in a very similar way. It's another marketplace that you can put up a product as part of uh, your funnel, your brand, getting your content out there. It's also a great way to put out the first version of a course that you might be Ooh, building and yeah. validate it, improve it. Uh, so you just got to understand what it's good for uh, and, and, and treat it accordingly. I like that comparison of an ebook on Kindle because I have a book podcast launch that I launched over now two and a half years ago and I continue to update it. But, you know, I don't look at that as the end all be all. It's like this traditional book publishing. For me, I use podcast launch number one to say, hey guys, like I want to first of all introduce you to free podcast course. So just click here and go sign up for my free podcast course, which in 15 days you'll learn how to create, grow, and monetize your own podcast. Oh, by the way, if you want a completely free audio version of this, you know, click this link here or go to this website. And I do that all in the first 15%. And a lot of people are like, John, like you're giving it away before people even have to buy. But I'm saying, but no, that's the point. Like my lead generator is this book within this great, you know, directory of Amazon. I mean, I am the number one search result for podcasts, for podcasting, the number one ranked book in Amazon for that. And it brings me huge amounts of organic traffic through that. So looking at it that way, Fire Nation is a great way to go forward with an ebook, with a course in Udemy, knowing that, hey, let's drive it back to our headquarters. I found success. What are your thoughts, Grant? I mean, I've actually read your book, and I gotta, I gotta say, you did a great job <laughs> having that be a part of your funnel. Uh, it's a great book, and also, uh, you, you know, you did a perfect job. So anybody who hasn't read it should definitely check it out uh, oh. for the content, but also as like the the strategies you used as using that as part of your funnel. You know, as you mentioned, it's not your primary goal with that is not to just generate tens of millions of dollars just through the ebook. It's part of your lead gen strategy, and it's uh, you know, it's a low priced 
sale to get people into your funnel, to get them over to the quote unquote buyers list and um, expose them to your brand and what you know. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you are the podcast guy. And of course, having a book <laughs> on podcasting is an essential part of that. It is. And a lot of internet marketers would call that a tripwire. I like to refer to it as a welcome mat. You know, Fire Nation, create your welcome mat. You're welcoming people in to your home, you know, at a very low opportunity cost to them, you know, which, you know, could be 99 cents, could be free, it could be whatever, but have that welcome mat out there. That's critical. So, Grant, you've got things figured out. You're a really smart guy. You're traveling in a beautiful part of the world. You know, you're doing some really cool things. But, you know, we don't just talk about the awesomeness on Entrepreneur on Fire. We do, but we don't just focus on that. Because I like to talk about the brutal stuff, the stuff that's, you know, just wasn't always that fun. And, and that's what I would want you to talk about right now, your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So take us there, Grant, like really take us down to that ground level and tell us the story of the worst moment in your entrepreneurial journey. So I'm actually going to tell you about two. And the first one's kind of quick, but I just think it's an interesting lesson that I've never heard anybody share before. Uh, So when I first got into entrepreneurship, I was basically trying to start a lifestyle business that enabled me to be self-employed, travel the world, etc. But I was running it similar to a startup. And that was a huge mistake based on the community I was involved in. And I think if you're new to entrepreneurship, you don't really understand the distinction, but it's very, very important. So that's just a quick point that I had that lesson learned the hard way, wasted a lot of time in that wrong mode of a startup mode when I was really trying to, to create a lifestyle business. And so that was a huge lesson that I learned. And then uh, things started to work out. And the real answer to this question, the, the deeper answer that I want to share is that I had the goal of achieving freedom, of, uh, again, being self-employed, being able to travel the world, to have interesting experiences. Um, I've had some really crazy stuff that I've been able to do while traveling. Like I've, I've climbed Mount Doom from Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. That right. was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I've won a salsa dancing competition. Technically, I'm the reigning Mr. Tourism here in Thailand. Like there's all kinds of, <laughs> I've, been in a com- I've been in commercials. Like there's all kinds of random stuff and that I've been able to do purely as a result of having control over like my time and, and my, my life, uh, my geographic location. Uh, and so that was my goal for a very long time. But my actual real low point, I think, in my, my entrepreneurial journey was when I first accomplished that life goal. And what's inter- I found that really, really interesting in retrospect because you imagine you have this massive life goal and it's like, I'm going to be so happy once I achieve that, right? But then once I got there, I realized that was kind of my driving purpose was to achieve that kind of location independence, uh, established entrepreneur status. And then once I achieved that, I was like, oh, wait, like I'm in Asia. I don't have a next step. Like things are going well. But then I felt very uh, disoriented because I'd worked so long to to achieve this goal. And now I'd achieved it. And I was like, now what? <laughs> and um, that was actually a really low point, uh, which might sound counterintuitive, but uh, you know, I'd gotten abroad. I didn't have a strong social group because I was abroad, uh, and I had no guiding purpose at that time. And uh, yeah, so that was actually really, really difficult. And I found that I had to take a couple of months and really reorient myself and set new goals, create a new purpose for myself. Uh, and actually, I mean, I, I've even read stories about how people sometimes get really depressed after they like uh, win the Olympics or something because then they, they've been working for 20 years for something and they get it. And then it's like, now what? Um, so I think it's a really interesting lesson to learn is that uh, sometimes getting your goals actually comes with a, with a bittersweet reward. 
Yeah, and this might be kind of a random example because we're two dudes talking, but, you know, what kind of popped into my mind when you were talking about this is even like postpartum depression for women. I mean, you know, they have this drive and they're creating this baby, this life force inside of them, and then they have the child. And, you know, so many women have this postpartum depression, which is, you know, kind of unexplainable for a lot of reasons, but it's so common. And that's kind of one thing that I always wonder about myself, you know, when I'm driving towards this goal, you know, what happens when we achieve X. And that's what I want you to kind of focus on, Fire Nation, is what happens when you achieve X? What is Y? Like, what's the next step? Because there's a great quote, Grant, by Earl Nightingale. Success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. It's not, it's getting to the finish line of your goal. It's the gradual realization, actually the realization part of that, and not just any ideal, but a worthy ideal, one that you find as worthy. Because as humans, we thrive on goals. We thrive on being relevant, of having something to motivate us and excite us to get us out of bed in the morning to work towards. And then we get there and it feels great on that top of that mountain, but then we look up and there's nothing more. You know, there's just, okay, now we, what, do we just go down? Do we just go down from this peak at this point? And, and that's not what we want to do. So that's so huge to just recognize the importance of being relevant, the importance that humans thrive on these goals. And, and that's my big takeaway, Grant, from what you're talking about. What do you really want to make sure that our listeners get from that story? You know, I love that quote. And I think for me, the the biggest takeaway is, is that quote, uh, but also it's similar to what we were just talking about, diversifying your revenue. You should also diversify your your purpose, your, your happiness. Oh, yeah. Diversify um, your purpose. I like that. Because I had the single driving purpose of achieving that, and that's why it was so profoundly disorienting because I really hedged it all on that one bet, and it, it did pay off, but yeah. then <laughs> there was nothing else. <laughs> and so I think uh, just similarly to how you should diversify your revenue, you should diversify your goals, the different directions that you're growing in at any given time. You know, there's different ways to grow, different ways to succeed um, in your health, in your business, in your relationships. And so I think it's having multiple legs of, of your stool of life, if you will diversify your goals, Fire Nation. And you know, one thing that I've done to diversify my goals is I've made health and fitness a huge priority for me in 2015. And what's exciting about that as a goal is that never ends. You know, I get older, it gets tougher to maintain health and fitness. Um, I'm always learning new things. There's always different ways I can improve, tweak, and just biohack myself. So to me, that's a great diversification of a goal that really will never, like I'll never get to a finish line, you know, of that. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So very cool stuff. And let's shift to an aha moment, to an epiphany grant that you've had. I mean, you've had a bunch, my friend, but you know Fire Nation. Bring us the one light bulb that went on that you think our listeners are going to resonate with and tell us that story. You know, there's actually a very, very clear moment where this happened because when I first got into entrepreneurship, I, you, everybody's in this mode where they're hustling, they're trying to make things work, they're trying a bunch of different things. Some things are kind of working, some things are falling through, but very few people succeed right away. It's, there's a lot of hustle and, and failures involved in the beginning. And so I was still doing that. I was uh, starting to see some level of success but I was still in that hustle, hustle, hustle all the time mode. Uh, but I was actually on the beach in the Philippines and I was uh, chilling with a beer 
with another entrepreneur and we were having a conversation just talking about the, the standard things entrepreneurs talk about. Oh, what do you do? And what's, <laughs> what's your story? You know, it's the standard thing, right? Uh, and I told him about how I was doing courses and that was just one of many things I was doing. I wasn't super focused on it at the time. And his response was, wow, that's so interesting because he was hearing about how I was doing it, how well I was doing. Uh, and what he said was, you know, I actually have a, a website that's, that teaches English for free and it gets like a hundred thousand people coming to it per month and I have not successfully monetized it. Could you help me do this? I will pay you. (laughs) And so basically that was a light bulb moment. It's like, wow, it's not just, you know, making courses on random things, but there's this whole community of people that I had actually talked to many people in his boat before that. And it was just this light bulb moment that there's this massive need out there for helping people to spread their knowledge and, and spread spread the wealth of knowledge. And so that was a true aha moment for me because I was used to cu- coming up with something, some service, some business, and hustling to push it out there. But then all of a sudden, the table was turned and he was asking me for to provide a service. And then I started putting it out there a little bit and then people were jumping all over it. And it was literally night and day uh, between hustling to put something out there and then having people come to you because you've gotten the supply demand equation correctly. You've got something that people want, a need that's not being met. And then all of a sudden everything changes and it was a true aha moment uh, because since then everything's been uh, incredibly different and it's been so much easier now that I'm focused on providing services that people truly need uh, very frequently. There's a lot of people who need this. It's a trending topic. More and more people are creating online courses. Uh, So it just became so much easier once I got into the right market with the right service. What's critical here, Fire Nation, is that Grant was having the conversations. You know, he was hanging out with entrepreneurs. He was talking to entrepreneurs. He was throwing things against the wall and he was seeing what sticks. And when he found something that really did and, you know, he really said, hey, how can I now amplify this? Because the reality is, you know, that guy on the beach, you know, he can say, yeah, I I would definitely pay for that. But I'm telling you right now, until that guy takes out his wallet and hands over dollars to say, reserve my spot in that, it doesn't really exist. It's something you need to prove that concept because people only vote with their wallets. It's critical that you understand that right at the beginning. And it's great that Grant went there and got that great validation verbally. Now, how can you actually pre-sell to prove that people will pay for that with their wallet before you spend a ton of time, energy, and bandwidth creating something that people said, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great idea, but I, I you know, I, it's just not right now for me. Like That's what you really need to avoid because your time is everything. So, Really be focused on having people vote with their wallet as soon as possible with pre-sales, with early birth specials, lock that in, make it happen. And then once you get that actual validation, full steam ahead. You know, that's actually, sorry, the, the best part of the story, which I forgot to mention, is that while we were having this conversation, we sorted out a price point and offer and from his phone on the beach, he actually PayPal'd me my first, oh, uh, see, first payment for it. There you go. <laughs> that is the best part of the story. That's yeah. awesome. I love that story. And, and that's what it has to be, Fire Nation. When you have somebody that's going to be PayPaling from a beach in Thailand, you money for something that doesn't yet exist except in, as an idea, then you have something. Love that, Grant. So for all your awesomeness and strengths, what's your biggest weakness? 
So if you follow uh, Tim Ferriss's blog, uh, never heard of really, him. No. <laughs> oh, you never heard of him? Oh man, it's um, easy. he's got a he's got a really good blog post about uh, how there's a certain type of entrepreneur that's kind of like manic depressive a little bit. Um, so I'd say that that's my biggest weakness is that I'm kind of in that camp um, in terms of like I have depressive tendencies and like I tend to get really bad insomnia. So like those psychological difficulties are very, very challenging and something that's uh, honestly my biggest vulnerability as an entrepreneur, because as an entrepreneur, you have to be very, very strong. You're, you're, you know, an employer, you, uh, if you're traveling and running a business, it's, it's stressful, it's difficult. You have to work long hours sometimes. Uh, and so those kinds of, uh, barriers and and weaknesses are are quite challenging, but, um, actually part of the ways I've learned to deal with it has actually been very, very beneficial. So I've learned all kinds of uh, interesting habits and, I think there's some wisdom that comes from 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 challenges and difficulties that uh, I, th- I think has been really beneficial. Well, 100. percent And for first off, I mean, Fire Nation, if you're listening to this and kind of nodding your head, I mean, we are entrepreneurs. We're all manic in some way, shape, and form. I mean, this is a roller coaster of emotions. Like, it's not possible to be this even keeled, you know, accountant in a cubicle that just adds up numbers every single day. I mean, there's going to be a swing of emotions, and there is a great book on that subject, Grant, Anti Fragile how you become anti-fragile when you face these hard scenarios and you keep, you know, kind of building up that thicker and thicker skin as you face these incredibly tough times. So just real quick, share a couple things that you kind of alluded that you've figured out have helped you in these scenarios. So I have a lot of uh, habits that I've developed out of necessity, uh, both because traveling and also because of that sort of manic depressive kind of tendencies um, that makes things very difficult. And actually, probably the biggest challenge actually is the insomnia, <laughs> which yeah. results, uh, because that, that'll kill you. It's so hard to, to get things done when you haven't slept sleep much. Sleep is actually. everything. Yeah, absolutely. And a good night's sleep is, the, and a bad night's sleep is the difference between, uh, you know, you giving that presentation and knocking out of the park or totally floundering and, and losing your train of thought constantly, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've developed some really, really, concrete habits that I stick to no matter what. Uh, and one of actually the, the biggest above all of that is purely just prioritizing uh, my own stability of my lifestyle. Even while I'm traveling, I prioritize my health. Uh, you know, I don't go out drinking all the time. I don't uh, try and skip nights of sleep. I really, really invest in having that kind of stability in what I can in order to compensate with the sort of inherent <laughs> natural instability that is the inside of my brain, I suppose. And so <laughs> there's also, there's a, there's an entire list of habits. Like I've got these really complicated routines that I do in the morning and the evening. Uh, and <laughs> I just, do you have them written down? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I use different apps and lists. Oh, cool. Well, shoot that list over and we'll put it on the show notes page. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Now, Grant, what is the one thing above everything else that you were most fired up about today? You know, it's honestly the the revolution in education that's kind of going on right now. I always hated traditional education, you know, growing up and being in school. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can probably relate to this as well, because uh, a lot of us, I don't think, fit in very well with traditional education systems. Uh, and so I always hated it. And I really, really love how nowadays it's becoming more and more uh, sort of open source. There's there's new freedoms and different channels you can get degrees through. I, I read an article or uh, that had a reference to a guy who got an MIT degree in a year for like two thousand dollars or Oof. something. This is so basically. There's all these new channels uh, 
that you can get educated through. And people are able to now share their knowledge without becoming a, a tenured professor, right? Because sometimes professors are very knowledgeable, but they're not great teachers. So there's just all kinds of uh, increased competition and sort of capitalism within education, which I'm really pumped about. I got an economics degree, so I know the, the value of competition within an industry. And I think that's huge because I think we have kind of let education stagnate to some extent. And it's so key in a societal level and also in an individual's life. That's one of the biggest things I prioritize uh, in myself and also in my career is self-education. I think it's absolutely massive in continually growing yourself, growing your business and being happy. Uh, growth is huge and learning is a huge part of that. Uh, so all of these different things that are happening in education, I think is really, really exciting. Yeah, I look at my nephew who's one years old now and I actually wonder what percentage of his generation is going to feel the need to go get a secondary education. And, you know, I have a little sneaking suspicion it's going to be lower than a lot of people think. And Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Starting and growing your business is hard work. It takes time. And there will be a lot of questions that you have along the way that you'll wish you had the answers to. Thrive15.com is where you'll find those answers. Thrive15 provides online video-based business training taught by successful entrepreneurs for just $1.64 a day. What's also great about Thrive 15 is that the trainers are going to get you where you want to be faster. No classrooms, no get-rich-quick seminars, just 15-minute trainings that get you the answers you need on everything from mindset to marketing to branding to legal and so much more. Save time and find the answers to your biggest business questions today with a seven-day free trial. Just head over to Thrive15.com and enter promo code FIRE. The first 100 people who head over to Thrive15.com and use promo code FIRE will also receive a hard copy of my book, Podcast Launch. Being an entrepreneur means wearing a lot of hats, and that often means handling all the phone calls for your business. This can be a real challenge when you're trying to deal with larger goals like growing your business. And hiring a full-time receptionist to answer, manage, and route business calls is a luxury that most small business owners can't afford. And yet, with today's technology, there are simple alternatives to having a full-time employee handling your calls 24-7. For instance, eVoice answers all of your calls like a receptionist, but it's actually an automated phone system that works with your phone you already use, whether a landline or mobile. And starting at just 13 bucks a month, it's literally a fraction of what you would pay to hire someone to handle your calls this efficiently. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners, so visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Grant, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing. I pretty much always knew I would do something like that. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? Always keep learning and connect with people smarter than you no matter what. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? So like I said, I have a full, a full list, but I would say uh, the number one is prioritizing your life as a whole based on your goals and what really truly matters to you. Because I find very few people live their lives intentionally based on, on what they truly value. So uh, taking the time to reflect on that and, and create your, your days and your lifestyle around that. 
Fire Nation, stop putting off the actual intentional planning of your goals in life. Like, stop saying, I'm going to create a plan when this happens. No. After this interview, sit down and create your life plan intentionally. Start moving towards that. It's it's critical. It's everything. Now, Grant, do you have an internet resource like Evernote you can share with our listeners? You know, it's funny. I had one in mind, but I was listening to one of your, your podcast episodes before, and he totally stole it. No! I was going to say Asana, but um, I'm a huge advocate of that. So instead, I'll kind of give a framework that I use, which uses Asana. Cool. Um, because Asana, Asana, I love Asana. I, I used to use Trello, and I always kind of hated it. And I found <laughs> Asana. It's, it's amazing. Uh, it's a great way to organize all of your projects in a really cohesive manner and also delegate. So what I'm going to say is Asana but specifically using it to, de- to delegate specific tasks of different projects to other um, agencies, which take care of things for you, like Fancy Hands for odds and ends, like Design Pickle for uh, unlimited like design tasks, uh, and also just your team. So that framework as a whole is my tool, I guess. It's kind of cheating, but... <laughs> if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? To, by the way, join break the system on our show notes page. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, it's actually very much along the lines of what I was just saying about my number one habit. Uh, I was reading this book last week. It's probably why this is on my mind, but uh, I really enjoyed this book. It's called Goals. I think there's a couple exclamation marks after that, after the word goals, <laughs> uh, but Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, I love all of his work. Eat That Frog was a big inspiration for me. And Fire Nation, Absolutely. I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Grant, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and just $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, when I first heard this, I thought this sounded very, very difficult. It's kind of like one of those, <laughs> oh no, oh no, scary situations. And then I, I stopped and thought about it. I was like, oh, this is actually quite simple. And I know and exciting. exactly what I would do. You know, Food yeah, and shelter taken care of, baby. I mean, you got, you got your life needs taken care of. Yeah, and you get to build a whole new business, a whole new <laughs> challenge. So honestly, there's a couple of simple steps that I would do to get back on track. Uh, I would craft an offer. Uh, for other entrepreneurs or businesses or, or high-end clients, uh, based on my current skill set, I would target the higher end of that market uh, that would apply to that skill set with the largest ROI that could that could benefit from my skills. I would book in dozens and dozens of calls for each one of those seven days, and I would get paid up front, uh, or at least 50% up front, for all of the people that I closed and invest immediately in building a team to help with the fulfillment. And that's how it's done, Fire Nation. So Grant, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. So the best way to check out uh, what I'm up to and also get something that I've created just for you guys, uh, go to myepodcast.com slash fire for 24 tools that you can use right now to get started building online courses. And these include tools that have saved me so much time. I spent six months building out a platform for my first course that I then realized later I could build in about five minutes using one of these tools. So really, really important to have the right tools in your toolbox when you're doing these kinds of things. So again, that's myepodcast.com slash fire. And there's also a way to get in touch with me. You can even 
uh, book a call with me if you like. Wow. And what's your parting piece of guidance? Always keep learning, always keep trying, and never, ever, 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 ever give up. Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. Fire Nation, I love you too, because you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Grant and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Grant in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. You can check out everything that he has going on there. The book recommended, the resource, his book, Break the System. And of course, I can tell you right now, uh, I'm going to have a little head start on you because I'm going to do it right now. But go to mypodcast.com slash fire for 24 tools is to create your course, right, Grant? Yeah, your course platform and, and build out a course brand. Yeah, I, I love this. Exactly what I want to need. So I'm going there. I highly recommend you guys go there. mypodcast.com slash fire. Book a call with Grant. This guy's a wealth of knowledge. He's put himself out there for you, Fire Nation. Take advantage of it. This is exciting stuff. This is a guy, location and financially independent, living where he wants to, when he wants to, whatever you want to call it. It's amazing. And Grant, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much for having me, John. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to share your voice with the world? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15 day podcast course in no time flat. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite.